What's up, Internet? I'm Arielle Edwards. I'm David Webb. This is Catching Up Clarus. Clarus. No, I can't. You're going to make me start saying it like that. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. <laughs> I'm upset. Why are you upset? Because it's catching up Clarus. It's catching up Clarus. No. Your name is Clarus. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's what everyone calls you now. No, Because that's not. what I call you. No. No. Welcome back to episode two of our pop culture podcast, where we get my wife up to speed on all the things she's missed over the years. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. This one isn't even that old. Today, we're talking about Shazam, a movie that came out in... Do you know what year this movie came out in? Um, 2014? No. No, 2019. Oh, wow. It's new. Yeah, we talked about this last night. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. Um, yeah, this is a movie directed <laughs> by David F. Sandberg. It is a part of the DCEU, mm-hmm. the DC Extended Universe. <laughs> Not the DCU, the DCEU. No, because DCU is a different thing. Yes. And they don't want to exactly copy the MCU. They just want to like slightly copy the MCU. Yeah. They want to come close. It's very um, straightforward and not complicated at all. No, the DCU is so easy to follow. (laughs) Said no one ever. Said no one ever. This isn't... uh, Shazam is an interesting movie because I actually think that it is one of the... Oh, but before we begin, um, this is a full spoilers podcast. Good We are going to talk spoilers. Mm -hmm. But if you're... Before you leave, if you haven't seen the movie before, Clarus, just like very quickly... Mm-hmm. non-spoiler what is your recommendation on this movie Do you um like yeah if you are looking for a fun feel-good superhero movie i think this is definitely worth the watch with um, like two scary moments yeah it yeah there's like kind of like two like dark moments where you're like whoa where did that come from yeah, yeah. so as long as you know you are not easily like grossed out i guess would mm-hmm. be th- yeah as long as you can handle like a little bit of not even gore, but yeah. I would say like as long as your child is over the age of 10. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would show this to anyone under 10. Yeah, there are two moments in the movie that are um, kind of more PG-13, I would say. But the movie is um, the uh, the movie is really good. I mm-hmm. enjoyed the whole thing, really. Um, yeah. Not to get into specific details, but I recommend watching it if you're in the mood for a kind of uh more mm, not straightforward superhero movie like a what's the word i'm looking for it's really like it's a it's a comedy yeah in a superhero world yes yeah yeah Um, and so i like this movie a lot as well i I saw this uh in theaters uh that's that's the end of the non-spoiler section we're probably going to be talking spoilers from here on out Mm -hmm. so if you haven't seen it uh go watch it we both recommend it we had a really good time last night watching it Mm -hmm. with our patreon movie night the last patreon movie night patrons we're going to be talking about that in the patreon podcast on the patreon so come check that out Mm -hmm. um we are uh or okay so we both like this movie a lot Mm -hmm. where financially do you think this movie fell in the dceu financially yeah so like as far as like how much money it made it made mm. like do you think it where in the dceu scale do you think it is um so like black panther is like a black billion panther dollars i know but like sorry i'm just trying to think like i i don't do the numbers this quite the same way you do that's right that's right um would, would, i just mean like where would you expect it to be 
as far as how much it made mm-hmm. not an exact number just like in comparison to other dcu movies um what did the first wonder woman movie make the first wonder woman movie made 818 million dollars worldwide okay i would say that shazam made 250 million dollars worldwide wow you think it made a quarter or just over a quarter of what wonder woman made yeah wonder you're woman... not wrong oh i'm not no it okay. made 363 million dollars okay so a little more than i thought i just i was like okay wonder woman is a big household name it was anticipated it was like the like girl power movie mm-hmm. and so i, I was yeah here's the thing that was my and, estimate. and here's what's surprising <laughs> to me all right so when you think about superhero movies you can't compare to marvel right because marvel has a bunch of billion dollar movies now yep a movie like black panther made over a billion dollars mm-hmm when you think about DCEU movies, though, Shazam is the lowest grosser of the DCEU without Ever? without an asterisk. And what do you mean without an asterisk? So there's two movies that have made less within the DCEU that yeah. have made less than Shazam. Mm-hmm. And that's um, One Woman 1984. Well, obviously, yeah, the COVID. asterisk is COVID. And right. the other is Birds of Prey. Which also, also came COVID. out, you know, didn't actually get its full financial run. Now, of course, Birds of Prey was not doing great financially. It only uh, ended up with $201 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bur- Wonder Woman, as of our taping right now, is at $141 million. Mm-hmm. But I am surprised, you know, Justice League, which yep. is um, the one above Shazam, mm-hmm. made $655 million worldwide. Hmm. And it is surprising to me, considering the reception of this film, mm-hmm. and it's something I just want to start off by talking about this, that this movie got good reviews. Yep. People tend to like it. Yep. It is lighter as far as superhero movies go, but mm-hmm. it has a great um, reputation among people. Yeah. Uh, when we said we were watching Shazam, people were excited. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people in our community really like the movie. I think I might be able to, like, shed a little bit of perspective on that. Mm-hmm. I did not know that this movie existed before you i know and i I, no that's fair that's that's that and see there it is right there yeah that's what it is it's i don't think it got the marketing what what? are you okay yeah what uh for those of you who don't know which is none of you because we haven't said it yet we are drinking baileys and hot chocolate right now and my wife gave me a hefty pour (laughs) no i just gave you a little bit more than i gave Mm -hmm. you (laughs) is it good oh it's great also, it was surprising. Okay, I also put a truffle in there, so. Ooh, you're so fancy. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to Shazam. I, you had never heard of this. Yep. Yeah, you know, obviously, I knew Superman, I knew Wonder Woman, I knew Batman, I knew mm-hmm. Justice League. Those are all things that I had at least heard of, if not seen. Mm-hmm. Shazam had was not even on my radar. Did not know it existed. See. That I mean, I'm not really surprised because you don't really read comics. So this yes. was you've never you've never heard of the character Shazam. Exactly. Well, the character it's so complicated. I remember so when they first announced when they first put out the first Shazam poster, mm-hmm. I put uh, on the Nerdy Nightly Instagram way 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 back. This was like I think this was when the first podcast, mm-hmm. the like one that I took down immediately because it was I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I put up a post that was like nerds trying to explain this to our relatives and it was a picture of supergirl from supergirl mm-hmm. uh in the middle was um brie larson as captain marvel mm-hmm. and in the bottom was zachary levi mm-hmm. and it was because um supergirl's name is kara danvers mm-hmm. captain marvel's real name is carol danvers yes captain marvel carol danvers is also captain marvel and then Shazam. and zachary levi is technically also captain marvel yeah 
And it's one of those confusing things where it's like, yeah, so Kara and Carol Danvers are two different female superheroes Mm -hmm. in two different universes. Yeah. And Captain Marvel is also Captain Marvel. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a a publication reason. It's because um, Captain Marvel wasn't actually originally published by DC Comics. Yeah. They were published by a separate company that was bought by DC Comics and then Marvel had... It's a whole thing. It's not important to this movie. What is important is it's good. Yeah. Um... I guess, like, starting off with, like, general comments, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought that the themes of it, the um, sentiment of it was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the actors were strong. Um, yeah, especially the kids. The, the kids, kids were the, great. The, it's hard to find good kid actors. They're asked to carry a lot of this film, and they do a yes. really good job. Asher Angel plays um, Billy Batson, yeah. the lead, um, and... Uh, He's he's really he's really solid in a role that's actually kind of tough. Uh, yeah. To get into the story a little bit here, uh, Captain Marvel. Sorry, <laughs> damn it. Here we go. See, this is growing up as a nerd in the '90s when both of them existed, and now one of them is it's a whole thing because the wizard is named Shazam. Anyway, yeah. uh, Shazam tells the story of Billy Batson, mm-hmm. a foster child mm-hmm. who uh, lost his mom. Uh, no, who literally lost his mom. Like Yes, they, they were, were at a carnival and th- they let go of hands and then he never saw her ever again. And well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes and uh, he becomes a foster child and is mm-hmm. running away his whole life. And then he gets adopted by this one particular family, uh, which is a group home. Yep. And the it is a very like multicultural, loving, supportive household. Mm-hmm. There's but five other kids. One of them being uh, Freddy, who is his roommate mm-hmm. and is uh, disabled. And so one day after school, a uh, couple of bullies literally hit him with their car. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like literally. Like that's hit not a even a disabled child with their vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> the, the 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 extent to which the bullies bully in this movie is like is kind of uh, incredible. What's well, like it's criminal? Yeah. Like, it's not even like, oh, they're mean to me. They hit him with a truck. Yeah. Like, think like like uh, the size of like a Hummer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and uh, Billy Batson defends Freddy mm-hmm. uh, and is chased by the two boys until he's on the subway. And then mm-hmm. the subway magically gets transported to a place called the Rock of Eternity, mm-hmm. which is the home of the wizard Shazam mm-hmm. and his throne as well as the thrones of his six uh fallen brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. the wizard council and he he has billy batson lay his hands on his staff which sounds like a sexual euphemism but it really just means like a like kind of like gandalf staff he has him say the word shazam and And poof poof suddenly he has all the wizard's powers and the wizard melts away into asher angel becomes 30 ish year old zachary levi 30 ish yeah um and suddenly he has superpowers and the movie mm-hmm. explores you know it, it really explores that theme of you know superheroes are sort of at least they started out as now not so much but mm-hmm. superheroes were like um child power fantasies and this is yeah. the most oblique version of that where mm-hmm. it's literally a child's power fantasy yeah yeah so we were talking while the movie was playing mm-hmm. um for for how kind of convoluted the premise of Shazam as a character is, mm-hmm. how did you feel the movie did explaining it? Uh, I thought it was great. We um, 
we talked about this um, while I was while we were watching actually, because uh, I I wondered how the this backstory compared to its source material mm-hmm. um, because I think they did an excellent job of um, of adapting it for a movie and making it easily digestible for a person who has never read the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easy enough to follow. You're not left with like these like huge unanswered questions that you kind of just have to like suspend your disbelief for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was impressed actually. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I think the movie doesn't do a good job of explaining, um, like the sins. We talked about that um, yes. off mic, but the, well, the they... seven deadly sins don't have a lot of personality. No, um, and it, it is kind of unfortunate only because. The final moment, um, to jump all the way to the end, Mm -hmm. the final moment where he wins by egging Envy on. It's um, kind of important to know then the sins and who they are. Yeah, and so the fact that none of them have any personality until that moment Mm -hmm. does kind of... It it is one of... In in a movie that I think is generally very strong, Mm -hmm. it is one moment that I feel like doesn't necessarily do the rest of it justice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Just just because it kind of it just kind of comes out of left field. Yeah. I, I do like that. I like the concept. Yeah, and I, I like that Billy wins by n- not by being stronger than Dr. Savannah. Yeah. Um who we haven't even touched on yet, but mm-hmm. um I, I like that he wins by out uh not, not even outsmarting him really. It, it, he plays he into the emotional weakness. weakness yeah. of sin. And and you know, I think that the movie could have done more to expose the sins as having strengths and weaknesses yeah particularly with the bullies i think that if the bullying of freddie had been so over the top because those bullies were being motivated by the sins of humanity and Mm -hmm. and being like egged on by one of the sins Mm -hmm. i feel like there could have been kind of a setup for that and it would have paid off something that was going on throughout the movie yeah but instead you just have these bullies who are attempting to murder a disabled child with a vehicle i mean yeah yeah they like hit him with his own like cane the arm like brace yeah it's like very like you feel bad watching it there is bullying in schools Mm -hmm. and then there's like that i remember i got bullied pretty bad in school Mm -hmm. right because i i did ballet and i got beat up a lot and Mm -hmm. whatever i'm i'm six four now and i got over it but at the time, it sucked. It was the worst, you know? And I, I you know, I, I dealt with the emotional consequences of it for a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. The one, the, the kids in my school that weren't bullied were the disabled kids. Because it's that's like crossing a line. Yeah. I I was a fully, you know, whatever person. Mm-hmm. I, it is striking to me that this there is a disabled child at this school and people are so mean to him. Yeah. Without a reason, really. Yeah. Other than, like, some of them think he's kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, But, like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I In high school, I feel like if you beat up a disabled kid. Somebody would, like, not let you get away with it. Yeah, the football team would have a problem. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It- <laughs> like, somebody in the school of hundreds of kids would have a conscience. No, I'm not, maybe not even the kids. One adult would be like, "Hey, you just hit that child with a car." Yeah, Here, that's actually a thing though that I I have a problem with in a lot of school settings. Mm-hmm. The like 
air quotes bullying mm-hmm. is taken to such extremes mm-hmm. and you're like school's not like that school like school is not like that like you don't like like you're not walking down the hair or walking down the hall and someone like grabs your hair and like slams you to the ground and starts wailing on you like that doesn't really happen and in a sense that like nobody would do anything about it you know like everyone's just gung-ho to like kick the crap out of somebody like or just or just that it's it's such a that there's no adults around yeah like it's it's, school is full of teachers and well especially like leaving school at the end of the day there's usually like a cross guard there's someone Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. like this 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 school in this school is almost devoid of adults yeah there's like the security guard and there's the cafeteria lady in that one scene yeah that's in the background but there's no there's no actual adults (laughs) yeah and and it is it is interesting this movie has almost no adults at all like there's the cops in the beginning and then there's the parents the parents but they're only around when the plot needs them to be yeah <laughs> those Which kids is... the, the, those kids get in and out of that house with no problems yeah but here's the thing i mean you know it is about the kids and the, they definitely carried the show and i i found mm-hmm. that really enjoyable um the one big idea that the whole story is kind of based off of is the idea of a kid, a literal child having superpowers, mm-hmm. which kind which gives you so much room to play. Mm-hmm. And um, I, th- I think they did a really great job of balancing that, um, you know, balancing the problems, the real issues mm-hmm. that that would cause. Um, versus the the fun of it Mm -hmm. um my my favorite moment this is spoilers obviously my favorite moment is when uh billy goes into get beers (laughs) and they're they think that they're being so cool and they walk out and they the the two kids take a sip of beer and just like spit it out and they're just so disgusted and they go back in for like cheetos Uh, to be fair (laughs) that is still how you respond to beer yeah oh i relate so hard to that um i do not want it anywhere near my mouth it's vile um sorry Couldn't i don't disagree more don't like beer but Could not disagree more you know it's just little moments like that um like you are reminded so often even when billy is in like shazam form <laughs> that he is still a child um yeah and zachary levi really does do such an excellent job he does he does that. he He's... definitely deserves the credit for that mm-hmm. he he especially I, I love the scene with him and mary after he saves mary from the runaway snowplow <laughs> the runaway snowplow i was like why is this snowplow speeding down the road and also like they don't set up that there's like a truck or something blocking its view like she's in the middle of an open road yeah she's literally like going up like at a crosswalk where she yeah, is yeah, the right yeah. away <laughs> it's, like, it's really i was like wow that that snowplow driver is trying to murder someone <laughs> yeah for real um but in the sequence where he saves her you know you expect him to be sitting there being like no you know and go to school for all the right reasons and mm-hmm. all this stuff and he really you know he's petty and he's 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 very small-minded about his life in a yep. way yeah in that scene um what what i really love about this movie and what is consistently excellent about this movie to me is mm-hmm. the fact that billy isn't a good person yep. for the majority of the film yes the you st- you see his like introduction is him tricking cops so that he can like get into the cop car yeah but i don't like, even mean i don't even mean like he's a criminal i just mean that he's 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 not like 
he doesn't get superpowers and then suddenly is like, oh, I've got to be a mature, good person. No, no. He's he gets superpowers and then behaves like a child. Yep. And he and people get hurt. Like there, there's, he doesn't face any consequences for that stuff because he's able to, you know, it's it's the story of Shazam. He's able to turn into a, someone else and you know get away with it. Yeah. But the, the he feels the consequences eventually. You know, especially after the bus suite sequence where people legitimately get hurt because of his actions. Yeah. And it sort of takes him realizing that people are getting hurt because of him to, like, behave better. Yeah. But, you know, it is it is hard for a child who maybe hasn't had to learn those lessons on a smaller scale. Yeah. To suddenly have that responsibility on such a large scale. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did stuff like what Billy did in the movie. The difference is that, like, maybe someone got a little hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, the worst thing that happened is, like, you know, the, I roughhoused with a friend and, like, we got a boo-boo you know what i mean like yeah. there wasn't like a bus it wasn't that a bus careened falling off a, off a bridge yeah and yeah. so i i think that the fact that they allowed the character to maintain his childish view of the world for so long into the film like he really doesn't figure it out until after the sequence was seen where he meets his mom yes his real mom mm-hmm. and then he starts to put together that like the, you know he's chasing this one thing he's chasing it and chasing it and chasing it, mm-hmm. his mom and and that's going to make everything okay mm-hmm. and that's going to make his actions okay you know all of those things and then when he finally does get that it doesn't it doesn't do anything for him yeah in fact it kind of makes everything worse temporarily yeah and he realizes what he has and that it it, it just it, it really worked for me that they allowed him to maintain that ignorant child like whatever until so late in the film yeah and I, I, yeah, I, I really, that, that's what makes a film work for me. Because the comedy's mm-hmm. great, the action's great, mm-hmm. but the, the heart at the middle of it that is very much he is a child mm-hmm. is so good. Yes. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah, and I think it makes him uh, learning uh, to, to really fully embrace his family. I think it makes it all the more special, you know, mm-hmm. when he um, invites them to... Um, grab the stick and say shazam you know and mm-hmm. like he decides to like share that with them all um it, it the the payoff feels so good at that point mm-hmm. because because the the kids are so charming and the parents are so lovely and you're like you're like dude like they, like they want you and they want to love you and like you are just being a little shit you know what i mean <laughs> and yeah. him finally like acknowledging the incredible people that he has supporting him and loving him um i think that's like i think that was kind of the highlight of the movie in mm-hmm. a sense for me yeah i think that there's a lesser version of this movie where yeah. they let billy figure that out in the second act yeah and made the third act all about the fight with savannah yeah no i i like how they did this no me too that's that's the point i'm making is like there Mm -hmm. is a version of this movie that tried to pay off the action more because there Mm -hmm. isn't really a lot of action in this movie no it's 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 much heavier in the like comedy and in the like childhood wonder yes world than it is the action 100%. 100%. And I think it's really to the credit of the film. I think that you... I care more about this movie than I do movies that I think have better action because I genuinely love the characters and mm-hmm. the family that they build is such a unique bond. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that, the, that how they decided to lay it out was... Um, 
I, it just it made me so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is delightful. Um, the- which uh, of the other family members, mm-hmm. you, you know, the five siblings, which mm-hmm. one's your favorite? Uh, look, I mean, I don't want to. I feel like the obvious choice is Darla. Of course, it's Darla. She's, there is she's, no other answer. Darla is the cutest. She is the cutest thing I've ever seen. But the um, oh shoot, I'm forgotten his name. The gamer boy, Eugene. Eugene. Mm-hmm. He also cracked me up several times. Yeah. Um, he was like, I love the idea that he learned how to hack from Watchdogs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm on an FBI watch list or whatever. No, and he got like, into he got into an FBI oh, database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what the? Wait a second. I, so here's the thing: Watch Dogs is a video game in mm-hmm. which um, you are playing a hacker who never actually hacks anything properly. Like, there's no yeah. actual hacking in Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Your phone is just a magic wand. <laughs> so I just love the idea that he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Watch Dogs is the Watch Dogs is the thing. That yeah. It. And you're like, um, no. But uh, yeah, I thought he was he was great, and Darla is obviously delightful. She's mm-hmm. so just wholesome and sweet, and I, you know, I was so excited the moment they all like got their powers because I was like, oh my god, it's grown up Darla, and I she know. just Megan like, Good is the actress who yeah. uh, I just I love her. She's yeah, so she's great. just like zipping around, saving people, and of course, um, uh, Adam Brody steps in uh, to be Freddy's uh, adult. superhero version yeah uh from the cw yeah bringing it back yeah coming all all the way back Mm -hmm. um so there there is a setup in the comics it's it's not explored a lot in the movie Mm -hmm. but there's a setup in the comics that when the family become the shazamily and they say shazam they become their adult forms their superpower forms they each have like a personal characteristic mm-hmm. that becomes enhanced. Eugene has technopathy. Darla's mm-hmm. super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedro is super strong. Yeah. If you were to become a Shazamily member, <laughs> what would your color be, and what would your superpower be? Because uh... we know what your color is. Mint green. Yes, you would be the <laughs> mint green Shazamily member. Yeah. Yeah. What would be what would be your like enhanced characteristic? Um. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, it's hard because I'm like, I, I, I can't think of anything that I do well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss. I feel very put on the spot. I would, right I would, I would just have like a super, I would have a super knowledge for like superheroes middle names. They'd be like, yeah. n- give me the middle name of. Yeah, like I feel like it would be something just like really like trivial and kind of random. Like, I would be, um, I maybe I would have no, that that's not me at all. What? I was like, maybe I would have like a super refined palate, but like that's definitely not the case. <laughs> you can't eat anything. I know. That's you why have, I. Why did you go there? You have the. I, I was thinking about chocolate. You don't eat black pepper. Like, I know. You have. <laughs> I know. Maybe that would be my my superpower is I could finally eat whatever I wanted. I feel like I would be like eight feet tall. Like it, <laughs> the whole thing would be that like I'm just super tall. Yeah. I can reach super high. Yeah. Maybe. No. Here's the thing. If it enhanced something that you like already had, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be the case. But I would love if I like ended up being like Elastigirl, like super flexible. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. Um, 
but uh yeah that would be fun i don't know i don't know what it would be (laughs) yeah it's interesting It, it is tough if you're not like known for something yeah i don't have like i don't have a thing you know yeah and there's so many things that like are just encompassed in their powers mm-hmm. like i was thinking like someone like michael jordan right would be like the best jumper but he can also fly so like yeah jumping you can't really doesn't matter like yeah, it's you can jump as high as you irrelevant. want yeah you can fly like <laughs> yeah um yeah all right well we're gonna head into our commercial break and when we get back we're gonna explore dr savannah and the seven sins mm-hmm. we will see you right after this welcome back <laughs> we are here to talk everything we haven't talked about yet. Pretty much, yeah. That about sums it up. So the movie actually opens with the flashbacks. Or not, it's not really a flashback because we haven't been to the present yet. Mm-hmm. It starts in the past as mm-hmm. far as movies can. Well, no, it's... Hmm. I feel like the movie actually is shown for the most part in chronological order. It yeah, just yeah, takes yeah. place over a long time. Yeah. Just, you know? I'm just trying to... What's the best way to say it? It takes place... Before the main it's like the story, 90s. I'm, this is this is terrible. <laughs> um, Doctor Zavanna, as a child, yeah. mm-hmm. in the car with um, his father, played by John Glover, who mm-hmm. was it, it was a big deal that he was in this movie uh, really? because he was Lionel Luther on Smallville. Mm. So I remember I remember being at Comic Con when they announced that um, John Glover was going to be in the film, and everyone was so excited that Lionel Luther was going to be back in the DC universe. Yeah. Um, that was a big deal at Comic-Con that year. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, there were a lot of announcements like that uh, for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was really excited that Mark Strong came back to play Dr. Savannah. Yeah. After he was Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie mm-hmm. with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and in a confusing twist, <laughs> Jimon Hansu, uh, who's excellent, and I love Jimon Hansu. I mean, he's, you know, an incredible actor. Oh, God, yeah. Um, was going to be in this movie as the Wizard Shazam. Despite also being in Aquaman, yeah, as um, the king of the whatever tribe. Um, now, granted, as the as as that character, he is in you know CGI is a fish, ma- a mermaid man with like scales and whatnot. Yeah, so they don't look anything similar. It is just mm-hmm. so funny to me that the DCEU was like, well, we have this other character who should play it. Um, like, yeah, we like that guy. He's I, cool. I kind of love the idea that they were like they were on set for Aquaman. They're like, well, Jamon, he's here. Like, yeah. Do we, we just have, pull you over to the studio next door? Do we just have like a beard and like a robe, and we could just film this right now? <laughs> oh God, those are the days when like you just had like studios right like beside each other, and you just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pull somebody over. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, we, yeah, actors would just be like on the lot in case they needed yeah. someone to say three lines. Yeah, like I'm. Uh, I'm, right now, I'm just thinking of Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene is is great. Um, so, uh, we but we start with this sequence mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of the movie where the wizard Shazam is looking for someone to become uh, eventually the role that Billy Batson ends up taking on. Yes. Because the seven deadly sins are getting more powerful, he's getting weaker, and he needs someone to take up the mantle to keep them at bay. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Thaddeus Savannah is uh, brought in as a child to be tested, mm-hmm. and he fails. Mm-hmm. And this spurns his lifelong conviction to become evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't have the, a problem with it. If I if I was that age and and that happened, I would well, be furious. From, yeah, yeah. Well, what happens is that like his. I mean, at first I thought his father had died, but yeah, yeah. 
they get into a car accident because he comes back into the car and he's hysterical because he's just been transported to this mystical land and been told that he failed something yeah, that, and he that he would never did be, not understand. Yeah, he'd never be good enough. He'd never be good enough. And, you know, he, he's hysterical and they get into a car accident and their dad um, loses his, the use of his legs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his brother turns, he's like, this is all your fault. You know, that the amount of trauma... <laughs> That mm-hmm. that would carry, like I'm like I get it. Oh, the I whole the whole movie is the wizard's fault. Yeah, it's he's a he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You you, you have enough power to transport people, but you don't have enough power to like maybe give them a memory wipe. Yeah, can't send it back with. Or like maybe like just be nicer about it. Maybe you know? don't be so like aggressive about how important the test is. Be like, hey, try this, and then it doesn't happen, and then maybe send them back asleep. Yeah. Because if he just popped back into his car and he'd been like, unconscious, oh, it would have been... F- exactly. Yep. But instead, he's like, oh, you are the worst person ever. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, dude. Whoa. And it doesn't help that Dr. Shavana's dad is clearly a, a douche nozzle. Oh, there, I mean? yeah. His his brother and father are awful people. But I even said to you in that moment, I was like, wait, what? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, what the heck was this kid supposed to do? Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, what? You know, it was un- very unclear. <laughs> And I just, I did feel bad for him. The test feels like something that you could have administered on him without any, without saying anything. Just be like, choose one of these two things. Yeah. And the person with a pure heart would choose, you know, the yeah. thing on the left. But no, you had to traumatize this child. Yeah. And ruin the rest of his life. And a lot of other people, like the sequence in the lab where they're like the video wall of all the people this has happened to. And you're like, wow. Yeah. This has happened to a, you know, I feel like there would be a subreddit where these people would have yeah. all congregated. and <laughs> That's probably how we found them all, is through Reddit. <laughs> that that was the whole experiment. Um, but yeah, he has he's a very interesting story. And, you know, he is definitely, a, he's kind of an uncomplicated villain in the sense that, like, he is just kind of evil. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, he doesn't really have any other sides. Um, But I think that for the purposes of this movie, I think it worked. You know, I didn't didn't need it to be more complicated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Although, you know, for Shazam 2, I would love to see a little bit more on that side of things. You know, now that we kind of have Billy's story and his family is a li- like a little more established, yeah. Um, I'd love to have a less black and white evil villain. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that you know, obviously, Doctor Savannah Savannah is probably going to come back, uh, just based on the post credit sequence with Mister Mind. Yeah. The evil caterpillar. Yeah, I was like, why is there a slug? <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. I, I'm glad they're. I, I'm glad they're going with Mr. Mind because I'm glad they're willing to be as weird as Shazam kind of is. Shazam's kind of a weird yep. story. Um, I, I, I do, I do get that he's uncomplicated, but I also think that he's. It's difficult, right? Because he is a character who set his mind to something. Mm-hmm. And was basically told by everyone that he was wrong his whole life. And then he gets to the moment where he's right. Like, he genuinely yeah. is right about it. And he becomes... And, you know, he gets literally inhabited by the worst temptations of humanity. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's kind of in his character. If he was... If they if he had been complicated while being possessed by the seven deadly sins, it, it would have been a weird kind of... It would have been weird. Yeah, because yeah, he... Yeah, he is kind of fully, like, taken over and driven by them. Mm-hmm. It's not really him left. And, you know, we when we see the moment when Envy, like, leaves him, he does 
deflate in a sense. You know, he mm-hmm. falls and then he's a human again and it's, um, it, you know, he feels very different. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting because and jealousy is like the one sin that we don't see Billy exhibit in the movie. Mm. He... And I was thinking about this, you know, I've watched this movie more than a few times. I really like Shazam. Um, But throughout the movie, we see him be lustful. We see him be greedy. Mm -hmm. We see him be gluttonous. We see him be prideful. Like we see him kind of go through all of the um, versions of the sins and Mm -hmm. he experiences them all. And and he suffers consequences with Freddy, especially Mm -hmm. because he behaves in those ways. And the one thing he is never in the movie, he's never jealous of anyone. And they could have shown that they you know freddie could easily have become dr savannah being jealous of kids with a good family mm-hmm. he could have become jealous of freddie and the rest of the kids for having this good relationship with the foster parents mm-hmm. um we haven't really talked about much but they're both perfect yeah like, oh, the they're... casting and the relationship is amazing. oh god it was so just wholesome and nice mm-hmm. yeah and they they were really interesting Especially in the scene where they finally do get mad at Freddy mm-hmm. in the way that they get mad at him while still showing him love mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like was really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it is interesting to me that he, for Fred, uh, Billy never feels jealousy in the movie and he never yeah. shows envy towards anyone. Mm-hmm. But then that is the one sin that seems to drive Dr. Zavanna the most. Mm-hmm. And so in setting them up as the yin and the yang of these characters and in this fight, they do a really good job of making even the thing, even the worst aspects of both characters aren't the same. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that they have the same powers, which can be kind of boring. But what's interesting about their fight is that they have the same powers, but they have entirely different motivations. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie does a really good job of making fun of a few superhero tropes. Uh, like the yelling across when they're flying and they're yelling across. Just like a kilometer of space. You're like a mile away. I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's funny because I hadn't really thought of stuff like that. I Because you don't care. Like it's a movie, whatever. They can hear each other. Yeah. But when this movie really brought it up, it's like, yeah, like there's times where I'm I'm outside and someone's like 10 feet away from me. And I'm like, it's so windy. Like you yeah. need... Yeah, it's so windy. And you, like, being up that high in among those buildings, mm-hmm. it would be so windy. Like, Oh, yeah, it'd be insane. <laughs> you know, like, you couldn't be able to, and it would be echoey from, like, the traffic below. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, there's there's just no way. And I think that that was really well done. I also love that this movie did bring up the police aspect of the city early on, and then we never see them again. Like, <laughs> the police are, like, seemingly uninterested in the fact that um, Shazam is destroying buildings and yeah there's a moment where he's in the middle of downtown he leaps like 50 stories up into a skyscraper yeah and then jumps back down and nobody reacts yep yeah he's just like they're just like let him do whatever he wants meanwhile freddie is uploading videos to youtube ostensibly from his ip address so the police would be able to figure out oh yeah and they just kind of let shazam be shazam yeah they're like ah this guy he's figuring it out it's fine. It makes me wonder if in the DC universe, the police just, it, with Superman, Batman, Aquaman, everyone out they there. They don't care. They've given up. They're like, oh, we like, were hoping not our avoid. department, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. What are we going to do? Yeah, literally. He shoots lightning. Captain, he shoots lightning out of his hands. Yeah. We're not arresting him. Yeah. I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> not even going to try. 
the now I do have to say the things that kind of really stuck out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. were the more like violent uh, scenes in the movie. Yeah, especially um, around Doctor Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he goes to his father and like massacres the entire board of directors or whatever it is of this company it it was very jarring um he starts by throwing his brother out the window oh that was his brother oh i missed that um yeah because they don't it doesn't look like they you know it's all it's close mm -hmm. but it's it's not like in, yeah, it's yeah. a little tough if you don't know that it's his brother. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I didn't realize that. But it's, it's, yeah, the the amount of, like, violence mm-hmm. that happens in that room, I think, honestly, was a little bit unnecessary. I wish it wasn't there because I think this would be a great all-ages movie I wish in a lot of ways. I wish the scene was there. The scene, yes, I. But we didn't need to see like writing off people's heads yeah, and ripping them limb from limb. Too gory. Like it could have happened off camera. Which is interesting because there's no blood. No, you know? there's no blood, and also, but it is so violent. Well, and it's it's very scary. It is. It's like a and David F. Sanders, um, the director of the movie, is a horror. Or sorry, Sandberg, not Sanders. Um, he's a horror director. He his um, directorial debut was Lights Out, yeah, which is a really excellent movie. He's also done um, Annabelle Creation. Uh, so he's you know he is a acclaimed horror director. Yeah. Um, who this was his big movie after that, and mm-hmm. it is there are horror elements mm-hmm. that sometimes I do agree kind of go a little too far for the age range of the rest of the movie. Yeah, because like. It, you know, there's no blood. People don't swear. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of kid-friendly humor. Except Santa Claus. Well, yes, that's true. But they bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely. Yeah, it's that was such funny, a good but... joke that it's worth it. Yes. But it all—it's another thing that makes it kind of not kid-friendly. Yeah, but if that, like that moment, if if I were like a parent and I watched that movie to like screen it for my child, it wouldn't be that scene that threw me off of it. It would be no, the no, yeah. the like tearing people apart. Well, and the carnival scene—it's funny, right? Because the Shazam action isn't gory. No, it's, it's all the like sins on, but it, so it's all the action that isn't actually necessary to the plot mm-hmm. that goes too far. Yeah, it's the attacking of like random people. Yeah, um, partic- particularly the boardroom sequence. That sequence is dark. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out to me. And I honestly, as it was well done, don't get me wrong, I just really wish it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, because it kind of took me out of it. It was jarring. I was like, wait, what am I watching? You know, and I think that this, it makes the movie less accessible to more people. That's true. And I agree with that. it's a good movie. Like, it's it's a good movie. I wish that I had known about it sooner. I wish more people knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when yeah. reviews before this movie were coming out and when discussion online was happening about this movie, there were critics online saying that part of the reason why this movie may not be succeeding as much mm-hmm. as a film that, you know, because this is kid-friendly in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. And people were like, oh, this is the kind of movie you take your kids to. It's a superhero mm-hmm. movie for kids. Mm-hmm. But then there was a lot of like mom groups and like, you know, um, censor groups Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of parents do check those kinds of things to see what they're taking their kids into. Oh, God, yes. And (laughs) they weren't taking their kids to see Shazam because of the way that it was being reacted to in those forums. Mm -hmm. And I I don't, I don't disagree. No, I I don't. And like, I'm a kid who was raised with like, 
my parents kind of took the attitude of like you can watch whatever you want there weren't um Mm -hmm. my it's funny my parents were pretty lax on like violence Mm -hmm. but they were like i wasn't allowed to watch like i don't know sexual things i guess like i'm not even sexual like i couldn't watch the simpsons and i couldn't watch sailor moon and i couldn't watch pokemon and that one still confuses (laughs) me that one i just i don't your parents just take a hard line on animal cruelty i i i don't know um but like i yeah i saw lord of the rings when i was what seven six whenever it was in theaters in 2001 so it would have been that doesn't that's not that adult to me the Lord, the orcs are say, pretty scary. If I would were, say this movie is more is more visually horrifying than Lord of the Rings. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I would agree. Um, but it, but uh, the 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 only point I was making there mm-hmm. was that like my I grew up in a household where I was allowed to watch whatever, and yeah. like I watched South Park. My parents never, um, I, there was never really a line put yeah. in front of what I could watch. Mm-hmm. Even coming from that kind of household, I if I had the choice, I wouldn't show this movie to someone under ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I came from a household where I absolutely could have watched this at any age if I wanted to. Yep. Um, but I do think that there are a few scenes. Um, some of the stuff that happens like through the doorways in that one sequence in The Rock of Eternity when they're trying to escape Savannah, they open the doors and there's that one like horror moment mm. um, that's a little too scary for kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I see this as the kind of movie where you if you put it on for your child, you might have to like they're sleeping in bed with you that night. Yeah. Yeah, which that was literally the reason my parents didn't want me to see Lord of the Rings because they were like, you're going to wake us up in the middle of the night and yeah. crawl into bed with us. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, it, it just, it I, I genuinely think that that hurt the box office of this movie. I think so too, Um, which is kind of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I wish it... I wish it had um, gotten a little more hype, made a little bit more money, because I think it was really well done. Um, it was really nice to see um, huge swaths of it were form- filmed in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized two people that like I knew personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one was a teacher and one was a fellow student um, in the movie, <laughs> which yeah. uh, was very funny. Uh, you know, seeing the subway. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. You know, that's certain, the TTC. Yep, certain scenes, certain things. Um, so that, that, that familiarity was, was kind of sweet. Um, but it was like, I I would definitely, definitely recommend this movie if you're looking for something that's not going to be super heavy as Mm -hmm. a superhero movie. You know what I mean? If you're going to watch like, like Superman is kind of like dark and moody or like Batman. Are you talking about Man of Steel? Man of Steel. Oh, I was like the original Superman movie is the lightest. I'm sorry. No. Man of Steel and like. Most joyful thing you could possibly watch. Like the the original Superman movie is pure goodness. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is kind of their, um, I feel like Shazam is kind of the DCU's, um, uh, uh, guardians of the galaxy almost in like that humor hmm. sense you know you've got a group of people and it's funny and like like not it's not obviously directly comparable but um as far but as it's like, going for a similar thing yeah the humor of it the yeah, I, I think i think there's definitely because this definitely came out after guardians obviously <gasps> yeah yeah and so i think that a lot of superhero cinema has felt the effect of guardian of the galaxy yeah it can be funny like mm-hmm. you know I, and i loved it i mean I didn't watch Guardians for so long because I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks dumb. And I'm so sad I missed out and didn't That's watch it till later. That's insane to me because the, I think of Guardians as having one of the most impressive trailers of the last two decades. 
That yeah. original, the original Uga Chaka trailer was such a, I, I remember it, like it came out and it was such a, it was such a like cultural moment online. Like mm-hmm. people really responded to the whole, I'm hooked on a feeling. Like if, that just was such a, you know, it went viral so fast. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if that's the one that I saw. Maybe, yeah. Because here's the thing. I don't remember the trailer at all. Oh, wow. I I'm, just remember this like, I remember seeing a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy while at a movie and mm-hmm. being like, yeah, not going to watch that. I remember that trailer coming out and then for weeks, everyone being like, ooga, chaka, ooga, 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 chaka. Yeah. And being like, wait, is that a raccoon? Like, there, you know, there's just so many things about it that yeah. um, took off. Um, So the sequel. Mm-hmm. The sequel to this movie comes out in 2023. Yeah. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Mm-hmm. In a very funny move, Sinbad is going to be in that movie mm-hmm. because of the Shazam! With three, I think it was a two A's, movie that people remember seeing in their childhood that doesn't actually exist apparently, even though I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it in my childhood. So here, here's here's one of the interesting things I want to bring up about that movie. Mm-hmm. So the girl who plays Darla, mm-hmm. Faith Herman, is probably what eight in the, to yeah. ten in this movie. Yeah. So she, so they filmed this in 2018, mm-hmm. and they're going to film Shazam two in 2022, probably. Yep. Early or like late 20, late this year, early next year. Darla is going to be 12 to 14. Yeah. I'm assuming the movie will have a time jump. Yeah. In order to justify the fact that, the, the, the like, you know, it's not like adults. These kids mm-hmm. are going to look significantly older. Yes. They're not going to be able to, um, they're not going to be able to shy away from that. So, you know, unfortunately, we're not really going to get them figuring out their powers. But we kind of already had that with Billy. And I think. They all have the same powers. Yeah. Like, you know, it, yeah. it would I be think... Shazam 1 with five people. and being Yes. Yeah. No, I think I think it's going to be, I think it'll be a few years down the road and they're established mm-hmm. and trying to live their lives. You know, like did, um, was it Beth? Beth, yeah. Yeah, did Beth end up going to school? You know, like stuff like that. No, not Beth, Mary. Mary, I was like, man. Why are we? Some kind of biblical name. I think, we, I, would, I think we're thinking Beth because we were listening to Dungeons and Daddies. Yeah, that's 100%. Great podcast. Great, yeah. Uh, no, you're right, you're right. Um. I mean, here's a good thing for Mary, right? Like, if she does go to CalArts on the other side of the country, mm-hmm. she can always fly home because she's a superhero. It's true. You know you what know, I mean? It like, makes going home for the holidays a lot easier. Oh, does it ever? <laughs> or even just for, like, a sleepover, you know? You or, could make it for class the mo- in the morning. Well, actually, you know what? I She could probably live at home because if they can, if they have access to the lair from anywhere. yeah. They could, and they can just open a door by drawing the symbol seven times, um, the seven symbols seven times. Mm-hmm. Um, then she could ostensibly just like use the Rock of Eternity as a gateway between home and school. Home and school. I love it. Yeah, that would be fun. I I think that the next movie. So when you know, obviously, when I recognized the theme of seven, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, where's the Where's the seventh Shazam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's probably going to be what this movie is about, would be my my guess. Um, I don't know. No? I mean, maybe. All right. Um, I think that it makes sense because the in the comics, the seventh Shazam League member is Billy's dad. Yeah. Um, and so it would make sense to bring, 
you know, the first movie deals with Billy's mom and his relationship to that. The second movie deals with Billy's dad and his, his relationship to that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would make sense. Um, I just, I just think, you know, of the storylines that they have to do in the next movie, that's not one that they necessarily have to do. Um, yeah. Just because there already are so many characters in these movies that if you wanted to spend more time with the other character with the other Shazamily members, I think mm-hmm. that you could justifiably just kind of maybe put that to the third movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's a lot of questions up in the air about the DCEU as a whole. Mm-hmm. And Shazam is an interesting, the, you know, the fact that we're getting Shazam 2 before we're getting Man of Steel 2 is so insane to me. Um, it just is like it's yeah. so you know look just look at the box office like Man of Steel. Um, the Man of Steel made a- almost twice as much worldwide. Yeah, as Shazam, mm-hmm. and it's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the you know the fact that we haven't gotten another Henry Cavill Superman movie is so insane, especially because Shazam is essentially you know is very very similar. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There you know it just leaves a lot of questions up in the air about you know where is this movie taking this extended universe by 2023 will it still be an extended universe with you know yeah who knows the multiverse stuff that they have going on the fact that there's going to be multiple batmans who Hmm. which batman universe is shazam set in Mm -hmm. is it going to be the michael keaton one or the robert pattinson one or Mm -hmm. it maybe there'll be a third batman you know it's just it, it, it it is there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of how connected will this movie be Mm hmm and if they're going to have it be connected and if there's going to be other aspects of the DCEU in this movie, particularly Black Adam. Um, yeah. Because Black Adam will come out first. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The bigger question is, will they just make Black Adam the seventh Shazam member? Will they have Shazam and Black Adam fight for half the movie? And then, you know, hmm. Black Adam becomes the anti-hero seventh member for the second half of that movie so that they can fight the big bad. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would be down for that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited to see Zachary Levi and Dwayne Johnson fight. Yeah. I, I think that that's going to be fun and funny. They're both very funny actors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their chemistry playing off of each other is going to be really solid. 100%. Um, but I'm curious where they're going with this because you you can't have Black Adam not show up in the second one. If you, yeah. and if you try and keep them separate, it's going to feel really weird. Yeah. They belong together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Shazam and Black Adam are... I mean, they literally are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> they have powers for the same reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I hope that's the direction they're headed. And I, I wouldn't mind if they do the Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam as the seventh instead of the dad. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that would be nice and, and uh, less complicated in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm stoked for Shazam too. Honestly, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm excited to see them get to play around more with the other Shazamly members. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited to see Megan Good play Darla. She grows up and Adam Brody play Freddy as he becomes more confident now. That... Yeah. And interacting with one another. And especially and like, their parents. How does how does Freddy deal with the fact? And, you know, not to. I know we talked a lot about his disability early in the podcast, but um, how does Freddy deal with the fact that he is a disabled child? who can become a fully abled superhero mm-hmm. is a theme that I really hope they explore and explore with um, uh, some comedy, but also some maturity. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that that could be a really strong cornerstone for the movie mm-hmm. um, because of all of those characters, he 
gains the most by becoming a superhero and loses yeah. the most by turning it off by being like himself mm-hmm. i guess yeah and so I, I i hope that they explore that um and get, and do it justice because i mm-hmm. do think that that is actually one of the more interesting storylines that they have absolutely and i think it would feel weird to kind of ignore it yeah you, you know like i think it's it, it it's essentially the elephant in the room that needs to be talked about mm-hmm. um I, yeah making shazam 2 without touching on that would feel weird yeah i also hope that you know there's things that are brought up in this movie i want to see them touch on too is like pedro failed that test mm-hmm. he like has the one f and he throws in the trash can that one scene and it's never like yeah it, it's it's i i'm hoping that they'll you know they explore a lot in this movie that they don't get to and i hope that mm-hmm. we do get the payoffs of those in the sequel yeah me too it's so far away i wish the sequel was like tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow i love this I wish, movie i love it i wish yeah. it was at least next year you know but we'll just have to wait yeah but i mean who knows if we're even getting movies this year so true that other than king kong king kong and godzilla got moved up two months oh wow it's coming out in march We'll talk about it on The Morning Show tomorrow. The Morning Show, y'all, is a show we do Monday through Friday on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. I also game stream over there uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Although, if you're catching this podcast the week that it's going up, I'm also doing a bonus stream on Friday, playing some Among Us with our good friends uh, Meg Mage, Chaotic Neutral Goblin, and a bunch of others. So that's going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clarice, you are also a streamer. I am a, I am a streamer. Um, I'm over at twitch.tv slash Clarus Dracarus. Uh, my set days are Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of adding a fourth day, so stay tuned for that. Because we're um, not online enough. Yeah, you know, because I just, I'm, I miss you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, we also have a baking stream coming up, uh, this Thursday. Um, so come check that out over at the Nerdy Nightly channel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So catching up, Clarus. We're really enjoying doing this. Yeah. And so we were thinking about what the next catching up, Clarus is. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are interested, if you if you made it all the way to the end of the podcast, what are we doing, Clarus? Uh, we're gonna be watching the original Justice League. Cartoon. Cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Not the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yes. The cartoon. Yeah. We're gonna be watching uh the first season in February and the second season in March. Mm-hmm. Um. For those of you who don't know the schedule for Catch Up Close is we do one TV show and one movie episode per month. Mm-hmm. Um. Biweekly. And so for February and March we're gonna do all fifty two episodes of Catching Up uh, Clarus on Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh. So season one. Well, I'm I'm hoping y'all have seen it. I watched it as a child. Like uh, yeah, I, I should did. have. And Clarus missed it. I did. I, I missed out on a lot of things. This is one of them. So we're gonna watch it, and we're gonna we're gonna share our thoughts with you guys. Um, yeah. So that episode will be going up. Uh, uh let me just check really quick. <laughs> I need a calendar with numbers in front of me. <laughs> February 9th, publicly. Uh, patrons will get that on February seventh. Dope. So enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this. I hope you did. It's over now. <laughs> And follow us across the internet at our various social medias, at Nerdy Nightly and at Clarus Dracarus. As we always say, my name's David Webb. I'm Maria Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye-bye.